Society, a podcast dedicated to suspense, crime, and horror stories from the golden age of radio. I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. We love mysterious old-time radio stories, but do they stand the test of time? That's what we're here to find out. Thanks to our mysterious patrons, we passed another Patreon support goal. Thank you, patrons! Yay! As a reward, we're listening to The Indestructible Mike Matter, a five-part serial from yours truly, Johnny Dollar. In a departure from our usual recording process, all three of us are listening to this story for the first time. Not only that, we're listening to it together and recording our thoughts immediately after hearing each episode. In this way, you'll get our real-time reactions to the story's cliffhangers, plot twists, and final resolution. What's more, we're releasing episodes daily, allowing you to enjoy the story in its original, serialized format. So now let's listen to part two of The Indestructible Mike Matter from yours truly, Johnny Dollar. First aired June 5th, 1956. It's late at night, and a chill has set in. You're alone, and the only light you see is coming from an antique radio. Listen to the sounds coming from the speaker. Listen to the music, and listen to the voices. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. John, this message I found when I came in... Yeah, Pete, somebody took a couple of shots at your $50,000 client, Mike Flynn. Well, is he... Will he die? From the looks of things last night, he may pull through in spite of the two slugs in him. I hope so. Do you know who did it? No idea, but I'm going to try to talk to him. Have you talked to the beneficiary? Not yet. First, I want whatever information I can get from Mike, if he's still alive. Tonight and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location New York, New York. Attention, Peter Branson, Lakeside Life and Casualty Insurance Company. Following is the accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the indestructible Mike matter. Expense account item six, 55 cents. Taxi to the neighborhood of the Glad Hand Rescue Mission, where Daddy Bill, a general factotum, had promised to take the best of care of Michael Jeremiah Flynn. He'd given Mike a room to himself on the second floor, and what a room. What wallpaper was left hung in shreds from the cracked plaster. The shades on the dirty windows were tattered and torn. A single bare fly-speck light bulb hung on a cord from the ceiling. The floor was bare, and the only furniture was a battered chest of drawers, an ancient washstand with a cracked pitcher and bowl, and a sagging iron bed on which old Mike Flynn lay. Come in. Come in there. Hi. You must be the man who helped me into the mission last night. Yeah, yeah. My name's Johnny Dollar. Come up to see how you make it out. Well, I'm much obliged to you, Johnny. I'm real obliged to you. Well, how are you feeling this morning? Me? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Never felt better. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. 
Well, what did the doctor, the daddy Bill, got for you have to say? The doctor for me? Oh, now, Johnny, you must be joking. <laughs> joking? After you had a couple of slugs tear through you? Here, let me help you. Oh, you want to see him? Sure, sure. Now, wait a minute. Just look for yourself here. Ah, you see? See? They just went through my side here, in the front, and out the back. Holy. Oh, see, aren't they heating up nicely? Why, that one couldn't have missed your heart by more than three inches. But it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Not nearly so close as this scar, though. Want to see this scar? Look at it right here. Hey, was that a bullet wound, too? No, no, oh, no, Johnny. That was just an old ice pick or something. Huh? Somebody in the crowd during that fire down at the battery line. Oh, wasn't that a beautiful fire, Johnny? Did you see that? Oh, but what did these slugs do to you inside? Oh, you must be... To me? Oh, not a thing. Well, I'm so durable. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say there was another attempt on your life last week? No, 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 of course not. Just an accident like those shots last night. You think that was an accident? <clears throat> Why, don't you? Do you know who fired them? Oh, Johnny, I haven't the least idea. Well, no. Where did it happen? I was right here in the mission, and I didn't hear any shots. Oh, dear, no. I was down near my private place. Where's that? Where's that, Mike? Well, I'll tell you, Johnny. It's this way. Daddy Bill and the others here at the mission are real nice to me. Oh, they're real nice. You can see by this lovely private room that they fixed up for me. Uh, yeah. And they'd like for me to stay here all the time. I guess Daddy Bill thinks if I'm here most of the time, I might not drink so much and keep getting into those kind of... Oh, say, do you ever enjoy a little drink, Johnny? Well, on occasion. But you were going to tell me... Here. Oh, here. Now, I've got a little bottle tucked under the mattress here somewhere. Ah, ah, here it is. <laughs> what under the sun is that? That, that? that color, the pink. Yeah, that's my favorite, that pink. Straight whiskey costs so much. Even when I have the money now and then. You know something? I like a little bit more kick in mine. I guess it's kind of a hangover from the Prohibition days. <laughs> so I mix a little kick into it. Here, Johnny, I want you to try this. Well, I... Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you like this. Oh, oh what a wallop. Well. <laughs> what the Sabbath? Yes, well, that sterno. Oh. That's what I add to it, just a little bit of sterno. <laughs> Mike, this stuff will kill you. Oh, I've been drinking that for years. Look at me, the picture of health. Oh, mm, Mike, just listen take a little to me. Sip. I'm going to get ah. you a doctor. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I won't stand for it. But you've been shot. Oh, no. You just gave me a little twinge or two last night, but now I feel fine. Well, you fell flat on your face when you came in here. Oh. Now, listen, Johnny. Don't you tell Daddy Bill, but I'm afraid it wasn't the bullets last night. It was... Uh, <laughs> overindulgence. Oh, brother, I give up. <laughs> no, no, don't say that, Johnny. Oh, all right, then how did it happen? Well, I was on my way back here when the car drove by. Oh? Yeah, it sounded to me like a couple of backfires or two, but... <laughs> then I felt this little uh, sting on my side... And that's it. And you call that an accident? Well, of course. The men in the car were probably just having a little friendly argument. How many men? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I think there were only two of them. I waved at them. What kind of a car? Black. Well, what make could you tell? Well, it was shiny and it was new. See, I wish I had a car, Johnny. Well, look, Mike, I'm on a level with you. Oh? I'm an insurance investigator. Insurance? Well, my... Well, say, that's interesting, Johnny. Say, let's have a little drink on that while you tell me no, about no, this. No, 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 thanks. Mm -hmm. And there isn't much to tell. 
Except that I'm here to try to save your life, among other things. Well, no, I don't understand. I'm getting along all right. I've been living it up here in the Bowery for years. Maybe you were getting along okay until you took out that big insurance policy. Yeah, oh, say, wasn't that nice of Mr. Cosgray? Now, all my life, I wanted to have some life insurance. You know, it gives you a kind of feeling of importance and security. So when he came down here one night and I told him that... Why, say, his eyes just lit up and he said he was going to make me a present of some insurance. Who is this Cosgrave? How much do you know about him? Oh, oh, he's wealthy. I know that much about him. He has a beautiful car and a chauffeur. Does he come down here often? Oh, now and then. Just now and then. Why? Uh, Now, I've often wondered about that, Johnny. So one time I asked Daddy Bill, and he said that years ago when Mr. Cosgrave was young, he came to the mission for help, and Daddy Bill gave it to him. Oh, what does he do when he's here? Oh, he brings some food for the brothers. Uh, the brothers, that's what Daddy Bill calls us. And some money, and he always gives jobs to a couple of men who've drifted in here. What kind of jobs, Mike? You know, that's something I don't know. You see, they never come back here again. Maybe it's because they can't. What's that? Uh, what'd you say, Johnny? Mike, I'm going to give it to you straight. To me, the whole thing smells to high heaven. I mean, this Cosgrave sounds like a racketeer. Oh, no, I may no, be no. wrong. I'll know better when I meet him. And I intend to do that as soon as possible. But right this minute, I bet that he comes down here for only one purpose. To recruit help for some sort of illegal job. Oh, that's a terrible thought, Jim. When he heard you say you'd like insurance, he jumped at the chance. And why not? Let you name him as beneficiary and then have you knocked off. Oh, no, Jack. That ice pick in your side was no accident, Mike. No more than the shots at you last night. But he's been so nice. Sure, of course he has. He can afford to. After all, your body's worth $50,000 to him. And that's what you're going to be, Mike, just a body. Unless I can do something about oh, it. Oh, such a nice man, too. Really. How has he been getting this money to you? Oh, in an envelope. By mail? Usually it's just left here at the mission. By whom? Well, nobody ever seems to know. It's just a plain envelope. It's dropped in the mail. No return like... address? No, 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 no. But I'm sure it comes, Mr. Cosgrave. Uh, so you come to think about it. So there was one due yesterday. Every Monday, you know. But Daddy Bill said it didn't arrive. Well, maybe it'll be here today. And you know something? I'd like to see it delivered. <laughs> no, you and I. You can't kid me, Johnny. You'd like to see who delivers it. <laughs> oh, say, why don't we go downstairs and wait and see? No, easy there, Mike. You're a sick man. <laughs> oh, you can't... stop talking that way, sick. Up we go. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, all it, right. It, it, it. Here, let me give you a hand. No, 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 no. I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh, say, look at that. Look at that. Daddy Bill left my shoes here by the bed. Oh, oh. Brother, now I've seen everything. Ah, there. Now, there we are, all dressed. I don't know how you do it, Mike. Shall we go downstairs? Sure. Lead the way. All right, there. The envelope should be there, because it always comes in the morning when there's nobody here. You know, when Daddy Bill's out shopping and... Just the door to the assembly room is open for any poor lost soul who wants to come in, wait for the chow line to open. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And then we'll go to my private place. (laughs) You see, there are two things I like, Johnny. Yeah? Solitude and crowds of people. (laughs) Oh, look at there, Johnny. Look at there. (laughs) There's mail there by the door. (laughs) You see? Ah. Here's my envelope. And my name's on it, too. Wait, Mike. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Ah, uh, uh, you see there, Johnny? A $20 bill. Whee! Let me have that envelope for possible proof. Oh, yes, yes. Here you are, Johnny. Now we can go out, you and I. We can have a real... Well, now, Johnny, look at that. A 
package for me, too. Hey, easy, Mike. Let me have that. No, 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 no. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> An infernal machine or something. That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> but you didn't hear it gurgle. <laughs> oh. Well, look at it, Johnny. Well, joyous be one for you and one for me. Easy, Mike. I want to carry this one in the wrapping paper. <laughs> oh, fingerprints, huh? That's right, Mike. I'm going to take you back upstairs and lock you in your room. Uh-huh. You're to stay there. Let nobody in, not even Daddy Bill, until I get back oh, here. Do Daddy. what I say. And just remember that I'm trying to save your life. <laughs> Item 7, 270, cab fare uptown to the 18th Precinct Station. The lab boys took over three hours while Randy Singer and I talked about cases that we'd handled together in the past. I asked him to dig up whatever he could for me on John Wesley Cosgrave, the man named as beneficiary of Mike's insurance policy. This he promised to do. Finally, a slim, intelligent-looking lieutenant walked in and handed Randy a neatly typed report of the lab's findings in connection with the liquor bottle and envelope I'd given him. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, Randy? Uh, not much, I'm afraid, Johnny. Apparently the only prints were those made by the old man and you. Proof that somebody's been pretty darn careful not to be identified. Yeah, that's what... Hey, wait a minute. Huh? Seal on the bottle had been tampered with, so the lab boys opened it. That bottle contained enough wood alcohol to kill an army. Now, if that old boy drinks the way you Good say... Good Lord, Randy. See you later. Item 8, 10 bucks even. Taxi fare and tip back to the Glad Hand Rescue Mission. I don't know how the driver did it, but he skinned through practically every red light on the route. And I soundly cursed myself for having left Mike with the other bottle. The place was apparently still empty when I pounded up the stairs to the second floor in Mike's room. At least he kept his room locked as ordered. Mike! Mike! Mike, are you all right? Mike! He was stretched out on the old iron bed, his face drawn even whiter than the pillow on which his head rested. The half-empty bottle lay where he dropped it on the floor beside him. And I got a sob for the stupid, careless, unthinking way in which I... Mike! Johnny, what a hangover this is going to be. That was episode two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, the indestructible Mike Matter. As uh, you were listening to the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society podcast, and once again, I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. And we're doing this five-part series once a day, and uh, I followed it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I don't need you to recap. I was on board with that one. That was delightful banter. That whole scene... That's just one scene in a room, basically. And that conversation, that patter, was roughly the equivalent of listening to an early Popeye cartoon. (laughs) There are two things I love. Solitude and crowds of people. people. (laughs) I'm jealous of that line. (laughs) The the way he talks underneath him, like olive oil. Oh, Uh, yeah. No, no, it's just an ice pick. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Just went clean through. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Well, we also know this that there are really fine benefits to drinking sterno. <laughs> Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> His tolerance level just saved him. I absolutely have two minds like, wow, that is a horrible thing to depict, especially comedically. Like, that guy is 
killing himself. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Right. Kill yourself some more. <laughs> that struggle uh, we have with watching the movie Arthur now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Oh, I was shot. I mean, it's just accidents happen. <laughs> to be so far gone, it's, uh, that's tragic. And I can't stop laughing. He walks this fine line of delusion and somewhat enviable optimism right <laughs> what do you mean enviable? hugely enviable i so want to be this guy yeah i don't know they were just arguing in the car and accidentally shot me <laughs> well it'll probably come up more later but just his private place he's so happy about his private place yeah that's i'm gonna show you my private place johnny let's <laughs> not uh, All right, we'll, I also we'll like. I also love the line, the, "Any excuse to drink," you know, like, yeah. "Oh, you're an insurance investigator. Let's have a drink on that." <laughs> <laughs> like, like anything. Look at you wearing shoes. Yeah. That's really boring. Let's drink. They <laughs> <laughs> should maybe take that outlook more to heart. Like mm-hmm. uh, another big bill from the doctor. Let's have a drink. <laughs> He's so optimistic. That's a terrible thought, John. Why are you doing? You know, like, what a happy-go-lucky yeah. guy. Uh, the other thing I like about this serial format with a little bit more room is it builds this anticipation. We keep hearing about Cosgrove mm-hmm. and who is this guy, and we still haven't met him yet, which I really like. The flip side of that is it could be terribly disappointing, too. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got to be careful what anticipation you build. But right now, it's like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, we find out who Cosgrove is, and then there's got to be some connection to that woman that signed these while he was on vacation, signed all these insurance uh, policies into effect. There has to be a tie-in. You may be right, but I also think it might just be a joke. Like, I was out of town and my secretary approved it. Yeah. It might just be a throwaway line. Five bucks. Five bucks? Five bucks. The secretary's in on it. Does she still work there? Expense account. Five bucks for a bet with Eric. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fascinated by the sterno detail of when they were describing the, the pink liquid in the bottle i was like wow that really specific description and is this like bathtub gin is that what they're going for when they said sterno like wow that's unnervingly accurate <laughs> <laughs> that's not just a joke that's a fact right <laughs> yes. the, the description of the room when he went oh, up yeah. there was beautiful like it's just such a vivid image of what he was in and happy to be there exactly and so happy to be there there's also johnny not thinking that those bottles could be poisoned (laughs) (laughs) i get it that he was like oh fingerprints yeah whoever sent him but it seemed a little odd that he left a bottle for the world's most optimistic drunk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you leave him a bottle of potentially poisonous alcohol. Yeah, I guess you're right when he's drinking Sterno. Like. <laughs> well, that's the setup, which I love. You know, it's obvious that you can't kill him with this because the man drinks Sterno. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, going to be a hell of a hangover. And you know he's going to be alive, but it's still fun when he wakes up and goes, ah. <laughs> I will tell you this, if I have a nitpick with that episode... If you want to give me a cliffhanger, uh, he does not wake up until tomorrow's episode. Do you know what I'm saying? You got to leave us with, oh no, he's dead. I would have never fallen for that. But you well, know, not with so the you... name indestructible Mike matter, of course not. But still, you got to. They do put it. a lot of time in this episode on how unkillable this guy is. <laughs> yeah, I think they wanted to make sure the listeners really believed that this wasn't just a throwaway joke. This wasn't a fluke. You needed that third 
attempt at his life to really prove that yeah. this guy doesn't die very easily. I'm just saying, make him alive beginning of next episode. I much prefer the hangover <laughs> joke at the end. But it's the mix of like, oh, this guy can't be killed and also has no sense of self-preservation. Yeah. yeah. Nothing to protect himself <laughs> from this horrible situation he's in. He's mm. like a drunk, indestructible baby. <laughs> Bear traps? Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to put them all over my room. I can't wait to listen to the next one. Why don't we? All right. Uh, we'll do it tomorrow. Until then, let's go back to Bob Bailey. Now, here's our star to tell you about tomorrow's intriguing episode of this week's story. Tomorrow, the would-be beneficiary of Indestructible Mike turns out to be a very interesting and dangerous man. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. It is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone, who also wrote tonight's story. Be sure to join us tomorrow night, same time and station, for the next exciting episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, Roy Rowan speaking. <laughs> <laughs>